from the Game Nashville Studios, presented by Wholesale Inc. Mount Juliet. It's showtime, folks! A unique look at the world of professional wrestling. And this is Through the Ropes brother, brother, brother. with Chase McCabe and Rick on Nashville's best sports talk, ESPN, 102.5 The Game. And the Game Nashville app. That's right, Through the Ropes, ESPN 102.5 The Game, online at thegamenashville.com. How you doing? Chase McCabe here with you. I know, I know, it's been a few weeks since we have had a new episode, Eric Bischoff being the last one, but to make up for it, two guests in this episode of Through the Ropes. My buddy Nick Kale from Morning Drive is going to join me here in just a second. You're going to hear from Johnny Impact from Impact Wrestling, but first, the WWE Live Tour is in town Friday night at Bridgestone Arena. So now we must walk with Elias. Yes, the one and only WWE superstar will be taking on Baron Corbin at the event Friday night. And Elias, appreciate you taking the time. How's it going? Hello, I am Elias, and it is going fantastic, man. I'm on my way to Nashville very soon. Well, this is big for you because as a musician and a and an artist, songwriter, I mean, this is the place to be, right? Man, I got to tell you, with all the, all the history of music in Nashville, all the great, uh, you know, Guitar bars and, and honky tonk bars and all that stuff we got going on. Uh, Nashville's a fantastic place because I feel they can appreciate someone like Elias. Elias, you got to take us back a couple of months ago, early October, to the city of Seattle, Monday Night Raw, because <laughs> you have the ability to control a crowd on command with the microphone. Those skills are very rare. You have them, and you were able to take a little jab at the sports community of Seattle regarding the Supersonics, and I have never seen a crowd get that caught up in their feelings from a reaction standpoint. Take us back to that moment, but really tell us why you are so good just in that aspect of your persona. Uh, You know what? I got to say, first off, so I'm back in Seattle. I take a little jab about, uh, you know, basketball team, maybe not necessarily belonging in Seattle. Uh, turns out I nearly incited a riot with a comment like that. Um, and I tell you what, man, they must have booed or screamed at me for a good, I don't want to say five to ten minutes, somewhere in that range. Um, so what an experience. That said, um, Here's the deal, man. I'm out there performing every single night, so I know what I'm doing. I've got performances in every city I go. Just like tomorrow, I'll I'll have a performance in Nashville. And I get into the town. I get a taste of the scenery. You know, I I feel the pulse of the city. I know what their hot buttons are. I know what they like. I know what they love. I know what they hate. Uh, So it's as simple as that, man. I get up there. I tell my story. I talk the truth. And uh, whatever the consequences are, I'll deal with it once I say it. He's Elias. He'll be in town tomorrow night for uh, the WWE Live Tour. And, of course, featured on the TLC pay-per-view coming up this Sunday. But I I do want to touch on the character because we've seen you over the past few years on WWE television. And not only do do you have talent in the ring with those abilities, but, you know, to make this character work and and what you do, I mean, you you have to have some talent. And you do. You play the guitar. You have these songs. Where did all this kind of start with you? Well, that's right, man. Uh, I, I got to tell you, I was just maybe a young teenager. I got extremely into Eric Clapton. I used to fall asleep listening to Eric Clapton uh, every night, and my father took notice of that. One year for Christmas, he just decided he would get me a guitar, and it was a very natural fit. From that point on, I just 
I picked up the guitar. I knew what I was doing with it. And uh, from that point on, you know, I would, I would write songs. I would, uh, you know, practice licks, different licks and things like that. And I've expanded to other instruments as well, you know, the, the piano and the drums and the harmonica and things like that. Elias, let's get to your match coming up at TLC, a ladder match against Bobby Lashley. What is the biggest challenge for Elias? And conversely, what is the biggest challenge for Bobby Lashley? Because you're certainly on fire, you're rolling, and that's going to be a tough spot for him coming up at the pay-per-view. Well, it's, it is exactly what we already talked about. You know, I'm a once-in-a-lifetime performer here doing something like that, and Bobby Lashley has been hanging on to my coattails since he basically came back to WWE um, earlier this year. And I mean, the guy is dragging me down everywhere I go. Um, look, he looks like a million bucks. He's an incredible athlete, but person to person, he could not be any more stale. Okay. Um, I'm, I've been making this guy relevant in the wrestling world for the past, I want to say eight months or so. And it's time to put him and that little kid he carries around with him behind me. So Sunday, I'm going to climb up a ladder. I'm going to grab my guitar and I'm going to smash him with it. Yeah, now I, I do want to know when you smash him with the guitar because we, we see you do that from time to time with other superstars. Do you have like a guitar budget that you go through? Uh, I've asked Jeff Jarrett this question before, but do you have uh, do you have like some extra cash set aside for, for new guitars? <laughs> well, let me tell you, I am blessed enough that I am sponsored by Fender, which is a fantastic guitar company. Uh, they've The first guitar I ever got when I was 15 years old that my dad gave me was a Fender and now they sponsor me, so you know what? Uh, as long as I play their guitars on television, they'll give me as many as I need. Now, you have a match tomorrow night against Baron Corbin uh, here at the live show in Nashville, and I love going to these live events, the non-TV events, because I, I feel like the, it's a lot more intimate. The fans are closer. You guys can, can test some stuff out that you'll do at pay-per-views and, and for television. What's, uh, what's the most fun for you about these live events? i got to tell you, man, it's just, you know, on TV – uh, a lot of times, you know, we'll only have, say, three minutes, five minutes, whatever it is to do my thing. But, you know, it's so free in, um, at these live events and the people. Like, I, I think intimate is the right word to use there. Um, there's just a freedom. There's an intimacy between the crowd and the performer. So it's definitely a different experience. I definitely recommend people come out and see it. And, uh, you know, you'll get a little taste of Elias that you might not get to see. Maybe I play guitar for five minutes. Maybe I... You know, talk to the people in the crowd. You never know what, I'm, what you're, what you're going to get with me, but uh, it's just it's not going to be exactly, um, you know, the time-constricted elements that you get from a television show. Elias, you're from the city of Pittsburgh. That is a city of champions with the Steelers, with the Penguins, with the Pirates. You've had a tremendous 2018. Let's fast forward to 2019. Do you have championship aspirations, and are you seeking gold this upcoming year? Man, uh, to me, it's only a matter of time. Hopefully, I, you know, I put Bobby Lashley behind me. That guy doesn't have any gold around his waist. And then I move on, man. Uh, you know, city of champions. So it's in my blood. You know what I'm saying? It's bound to happen sooner or later. I believe 2019, Elias is going to ascend to heights that, uh, you know, people may have not even thought imaginable, but I have. See, here's my prediction. Go ahead. Elias. 2019 Royal Rumble winner. It's got a nice ring. Oh, I would beautiful. love to see that. Love the sound of that one, man. That'd be fantastic. Elias, we appreciate the time today. I assume after your match and your performance tomorrow, we'll catch you in one of the honky tonks on Broadway. Is that right? 
hey, there's a real good chance I head downtown and start hanging out, for oh, sure. Awesome. Elias, appreciate it. We'll enjoy the show tomorrow night, and good luck at TLC. Thank you very much. Appreciate Elias for joining us here on Through the Ropes, the WWE Holiday Tour at Bridgestone Arena Friday night. Check it out, Ticketmaster.com or at the Bridgestone Arena box office. Going to be a fun event, and of course, TLC coming up this Sunday. Another wrestling event that is coming to Nashville, January 6th, Impact Wrestling Homecoming, and a guy that a lot of you know from Impact and from his WWE days, Johnny Impact, John Morrison. I had the chance to speak to him recently about Homecoming and his wrestling career. Johnny Impact, John Morrison, all over the world. You know him, Johnny Nitro. Johnny, you got a lot of names, but Johnny, Johnny gimmick name. That's a that's a shirt for sale on Pro Wrestling Tees right now. <laughs> there you go. It's there you go. Boxing. Go check it out. The uh, Impact World Champion, January sixth, Homecoming. And what's special about that is Impact Wrestling started in Nashville, so it, you it literally is a homecoming, and uh, you guys will be here. So pretty cool. How, how is your reign as the champ going in uh, Impact Wrestling? A lot of people are saying that my reign is the Impact World Champion is the best title and reign that uh, any Impact champion has ever had. Um, I mean, I don't know if a lot of people are saying that, but I'm saying that now. So uh, <laughs> in all seriousness, I'm uh, I'm really proud of uh, my run so far at Impact. And um, from when I started uh, over a year ago to, to now, the, the changes in the roster and um, the TV tapings. Now we're traveling from town to town. We're, we're, we're selling out uh, TV tapings and events. And um, the homecoming pay-per-view is, is already sold out. The VIP tickets are gone. It's, uh, it, it feels, I mean, and it is, a company on the upswing. And it's really an honor to be a part of that. I know you've probably never been asked this question before, but the biggest difference in you've wrestled in WWE before, you know about that schedule and being on the road all the time and, and TV and things like that. As you mentioned, impact growing, you guys are starting to travel. What is the biggest difference in kind of the schedules and, and the two companies? Um, well, I mean, the the amount of dates for, for sure is one that's, uh, I mean, WWE, you're over... 200 shows a year um if you count the live events and an uh, in- impact is a uh, is substantially less but um i would equate this sometimes to uh being on the set of a blockbuster movie wwe versus being on the set of an independent movie with a lower budget which is which is impact there's pros and cons to both but uh one thing that i enjoy about independent movies lower budget movies and impact is everybody involved has to pull their own weight everyone involved has a lot of creative autonomy and has to make decisions so impact wrestling there's there's no dead weight there's there's nobody coasting it's a group of very hard-working people that are all working together to pull off these tv tapings so for that to happen all the talent, all the people behind the scenes, everyone has to be on board and contribute to make what we're making. We were talking a, a little bit about this. You were on Tough Enough season three, and, and that's kind of how you broke into this business. And then we know your ascension through WWE is Johnny Nitro and later John Morrison. But kind of looking back on that, you said you had very little training going into that. What, what was that whole experience and that journey like for you? And then now looking at yourself as the Impact champion, just how far you've come. 
Man, uh, I mean, the best way to sum up tough enough is with one word, and that's opportunity. And I'd, I'd had very little uh, professional wrestling training, but um, my preparations for professional wrestling were substantial. I was a, I'd wrestled in high school, was Bay League champion, team captain for uh, for two years. I'd wrestled at UC Davis, which is D1. I did gymnastics. I just started in college, but then by my senior year, worked uh, worked my way up enough to even compete in a couple of the gymnastics meets. Um, and it was also training jujitsu and, and kung fu with the idea that I wanted to get into to action filmmaking. So with with that skill set, walking into Tough Enough, um, I hadn't learned how to bump or uh, do a lot of the holds or moves in professional wrestling. But um, my foundation was was almost perfect, in my opinion, for a, for learning the uh, the art of professional wrestling. And just we were also talking about that show and just kind of how cool it was in the MTV days, and then yeah. and then it kind of faded away. They brought it back a little bit with with the Miz, it's not, but it's not really the same. Like, well, the Miz's season like was like a segment on SmackDown, yeah. and um, then they they brought it back, and they've had a couple other seasons that seem like it's just uh, completely run by by WWE, and um, the uh, the balancing act between WWE and MTV. I feel like uh, made it more of a docu series following the uh, the training and the lives of the people on the cast of Tough Enough for the first three seasons, versus uh, some of the later seasons. Sometimes becomes more about the coaches, and it just it it feels less authentic to the experience of training to be a pro wrestler than the first three seasons of the show, when um, there was more checks and balances involved. Uh, Johnny Impact here with us on Through the Ropes. So a question I always like to ask you guys that have been, you know, in WWE Impact and then in the independent circuit as well. We've seen this rise in independent wrestling again. It's almost like it's going full circle back to kind of the old days of the territories. And you have the Internet followings and, and guys like that. And the New Japan, of course, just what does that do for the wrestling business of having all these outlets where fans can go and watch their favorite wrestlers? Um, I mean, it's amazing for the business. The uh, the more outlets, the more opportunities, the uh, the better it is for uh, people like me, for professional wrestlers, to be able to wrestle for Impact Wrestling and then have Impact uh, as a company that doesn't demand exclusivity and um, allows its uh, its wrestlers to wrestle places like uh, like Taiwan. I was in Taiwan two days ago and uh, and just flew here and. Uh, that's something that you wouldn't necessarily get to experience with WWE. You would probably do a show in w- in Taiwan with WWE, but it would be a WWE show right. and not necessarily a show where you're, you're you've got um, Ryu Dog Dingo and and Sema and um, Johnny Impact and Matt Seidel and then a, a, a bunch of the local guys from Taiwan and a bunch of wrestlers from Japan all on the same show. The uh, the melting pot of um, all these companies and all these independent shows I feel like has really created an opportunity for people to broaden their skills and their experiences and for someone like me to be able to wrestle in Taiwan uh, two days ago and then in Vegas and Buffalo this weekend in front of those vastly different crowds is a is almost a, a first time ever that that much opportunity exists in, in the world of pro wrestling. Homecoming coming up January 6th on pay-per-view here in Nashville at the Asylum where it all began uh, for Impact Wrestling. You'll take on Brian Cage for the title. Look, everyone's going to listen. Everyone's going to hear this. What message do you have? 
man, to uh, to the fans of Impact Wrestling, to the John Taraj, to the uh, Slamtonians, um, <laughs> Homecoming is uh, is something that's really meaningful to me. Walking back to the roots of Impact Wrestling as the Impact World Champion is uh, one of the reasons that I wanted to become a professional wrestler for an opportunity like this for uh for brian cage um i make a lot of jokes about brian um but in all seriousness he is sometimes i feel underrated he is uh he looks like a million bucks he's pound for pound the strongest guy on the impact roster and um he can do things that uh a man of his size has no business being able to do he's he's powerful He's agile, and um, he does think outside the box quite a bit, even though I make fun of his thinking. <laughs> so check it out. January 6th, also a live show at the Asylum January 7th. You can get tickets to both impactwrestling.com. Johnny Impact, best of luck, and thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, man. Look back. Uh, I look forward to coming back anytime. Absolutely. There you go. Elias from the WWE, Johnny Impact from Impact Wrestling. Pretty cool to have both of those guys stop by this week. And, uh, you know, speaking of... WWE, the TLC pay-per-view coming up this weekend on the WWE Network. And um, I'm excited about this because we get the rematch between Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. We've seen this new Daniel Bryan over the last few weeks on SmackDown Live. And um, I think it's a character that's kind of in progress. I think he's trying to figure it out. It's been a very long time since Daniel has been a heel uh, because so many people have been behind him from the end of his first run through the injury and through being the GM the comeback and so he's trying to figure out what this character is it reminds me a little bit of when Chris Jericho made his return to WWE back in 2008 or 9 and he was a baby face for a, a good while and then he goes heel and he kind of gets rid of the Y2J and um, kind of develops this best in the world character so I, I feel like that Daniel Bryan is on to something and I like it um, and just want to see it develop more AJ Styles we know that we've seen them uh, wrestle before. This is going to be a good match, but I think uh, they're going to let Daniel have a little bit of a title run now um, that he is back, and, and good for them. Good for WWE, good for Daniel uh, for having that, and I like that he's giving this heel character a shot. But some other matches that I'm looking forward to, we finally get to see Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose go for the Intercontinental Championship. They've had this program going on over the last few weeks. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I think that there is a chance that Dean Ambrose takes this title because I think Seth is probably, as we enter 2019, I see Seth being in the universal title picture. Uh, but, you know, these two former Shield brothers will go head-to-head, and uh, they will be in Nashville tomorrow night and uh, advertise for a Smashville street fight. So that'll be fun to see if you're going to the event in Nashville. Uh, but Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, always uh, good to see those two in the ring, and I think this rivalry is going to build into something, so it'll be fun to see. And I, my pick on that one is Dean Ambrose. Uh, you have Braun Strowman finally getting Baron Corbin in a TLC match. That one's going to be fun. The the Ronda Rousey-Nia Jax rematch, look, Ronda's going to hold that title until we get to WrestleMania. That's just that's the bottom line. That, that's what's going to happen. But the match of the night, I think what has the chance to be the match of the night is the SmackDown Women's Championship match, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Asuka in a triple threat TLC match. I can't wait to see that. We have this new Charlotte Flair. We have Becky, that rivalry, and then you add Asuka to the mix. I think this one's going to be a lot of fun, so I'm looking forward to that match. You have the bar in the New Day 
versus the or the Bar versus the New Day versus the Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles. Natalia and Ruby Riot. Uh, I gotta say, I was uncomfortable watching Raw uh, and some of the promos that Ruby Riot's been doing uh, involving Jim the Anvil Neidhart, the late Jim the Anvil Neidhart. I, I know that Natty had to approve it. I'm, I'm sure it was discussed, but um, sometimes it just gets a little too. They cross some lines. It gets a little too real, and, and I kind of think Ruby Riot has done that. So a tables match between Natalia and Ruby Riot. Finn Balor will take on Drew McIntyre, uh, which uh, these two have wrestled all over the world. So you know that this is going to be a good match. Um, I think both are ring technicians, and so I look forward to that one as well. Elias, as you heard earlier, will take on Bobby Lashley in a ladder match, and then you have the Cruiserweight title on the line, Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander. And then the finals of the Mixed Mac <laughs> Mixed match challenge there we go it's always tough for me uh you have r-truth and carmella taking on jinder mahal and alicia fox and then Rey mysterio takes on randy orton in a chairs match so should be a fun pay-per-view tlc wwe network i will definitely be checking out hope you do as well appreciate nick kale for stopping by to talk to elias and, and of course elias as well and johnny impact online at thegamenashville.com you can subscribe on itunes as well we'll have a new episode coming up very soon here on Through the Ropes. And you can also check out the Chase McCabe podcast as well. Talk a lot of Titans and Preds and other things going on in the sports world and Chasing Checkers, which will return in February for the Daytona 500. I'm Chase McCabe, ESPN 1025 The Game.